Welcome to Home Group Heads Up, a podcast for home group leaders brought to you by Calvary Bible Church with your hosts, Jay and Perry and Matthew. We're so glad to be with you on this Thursday heading into the weekend. It's Mother's Day, Perry. Oh, good reminder. Good reminder. <laughs> Whatever you already know. Hey, Matthew's not out, is not in the booth with us today. He's out doing some work, but it's so good to have Perry here as we talk about what's happening in home groups and what's coming up this weekend. Before we get there, you need to know about a few things happening at Calvary. Go to calvarybible.com slash events. Check out all the things that are happening at Calvary. Like you always say, you're the one that connects the dots to what's going on at Calvary, to what's going on in your group. So do me a huge favor and go there. All right, so we're in the book of first thessalonians and we're in chapter three and this is a market up series and perry and i were just talking about how unique market up series are to calvary just sort of in their cultural context of how we do them yeah, yeah. definitely yeah because we're, we're just looking so closely at the text you know looking at specific words that we're calling out in a way that you know we probably wouldn't do otherwise looking yeah. really closely at it, which is, it's great. It's great, but it's, it is different than it's different for the preachers, um, to, to try to preach that way. But it's different also, I'm sure on everyone, everybody's side as you're going through this together, but it's fun to do it. Um, you know, periodically like we do. Yeah, totally. And it historically has been one of my favorite series overall, all since I've been at Calvary, just because of the uniqueness of it and how we slow down from verse yeah. to verse. And, um, we always, preach through the scriptures right there's nothing new for calvary to do this but it is a chance to sort of slow down how fast we get through them yeah so anyways we're in first thessalonians 3 what do we need to know perry over the overall context of chapter 3 paul is going back through reminding the thessalonians of just the overall picture of his previous visit alongside of Paul and Silas when he came to Thessalonica. Um, he's been doing that the whole time. That's not unique to chapter three. Um, chapter three is very much a continuation of the end of chapter two. So even though the chapter break is there, it's really not a break in the flow of what Paul is saying. He's just talking, he's talking about his deep love and affection for the Thessalonians in an even more vivid way than he has up until this point. And he said it a lot, but um, you really see it coming to the surface here. And, and there's, there's really uh, a cool relationship that shows up in chapter three between the affliction that Paul and Silas and Timothy have suffered, the affliction that the Thessalonians have suffered, and the condition of their faith through those afflictions. Mm -hmm. And that's where the cool relationship is between affliction and faith. And yeah. And so we have a question number four, I think is probably the one of the most thoughtful for your group. And it's, uh, it's about why do you think Paul places so much attention on the conditions of the Thessalonians faith mm -hmm. as they encounter affliction? How was faith both vulnerable to and a defense against affliction? That's a really great deep question that you might want to think about as a leader as you unpack faith. Yeah. And you can think about it in the context of this passage and just that general question, how, what is that relationship like? How, how can faith both be susceptible to um, the afflictions that we encounter in life, but how can it also protect us from the afflictions that we encounter in life? Um, you know, you think about it in this passage, but then you're going to get a chance to think about that in your own life in the application section too. Um, it's a pretty natural step from thinking about how it shows up in the text to how it shows up in your life. 
Yeah, one of those things I think is a really connection point for us at Calvary is that when we do such things like this and talk about afflictions and things that are going on in the world um, that's personal to every group, that you would encourage them to actually fill out a prayer request uh, on the mobile bulletin. And that's a great connection point for like yes. the bigger, larger church because I don't know if you know this, but um, those who are listening, I know Perry does, but the elders and the staff pray for those private prayer requests every week they are very uh guarded so we don't share them we don't talk about them but we do pray for those prayer requests and that just helps you know that there's another people another place to help those who are in suffering and affliction feel like we are journeying with them yeah absolutely we love it is such a privilege to be able to pray for the needs that you all have the needs of our church. It's just uh, one of the, the great things about being on staff here. And so um, please don't think, oh, I don't want to share this. I don't want to burden people with my little problems or whatever might be going through your head that could prevent you from sharing that with us. We love to pray and they are kept confidential. So you don't need to um, be concerned about that. Totally. And so uh, there's another question. Question nine says, Paul speaks of supplying what is lacking in your faith in verse 10, how can we help build up each other's faith and support one another as we face the challenges of life? Prayer requests are one thing. Praying mm-hmm. right then and there is another thing. Perry, how do you see this interplay in your home groups of how to build each other's faith up when we feel like we're lacking in our faith? I think the starting point is that we tend to be really individualistic in the way that we think about our own walk with the Lord. We tend to think that um, it's kind of a standalone faith that I have. I have my faith. It's private. You have your faith. It's private. Really what we should do is replace the private with the word personal. It is a personal faith, but that doesn't mean that your faith is meant to stand alone. And your group, your home group, um, whether you're in a women's Bible study or a men's Bible study, uh, whatever it might be, those that community of people is intended to be there Um, to build each other up. So when you're in a home group, we really hope that when your faith is maybe struggling more because of affliction, suffering that you're facing in your life, or maybe you're just kind of in a dry period and you're not even sure why spiritually, that the others in your group can help build you up. They can pray for you. They can encourage you. They can remind you of things that you maybe have forgotten or that you just need to hear spoken by a different person. You know it yourself, but you need somebody else's um, lips to proclaim that truth to you so that you can hear it and just have it sink deeper into your heart. We have to do that for each other. We have we do that for each other on staff as pastors. We have to speak the truth to each other. We preach the gospel to each other because we forget and we're not intended to be standalone people who just try to survive on our own. Totally. That's a very good application to this week and what the conversation could possibly be in your home group. Hey, just so you know that we, the end of May, we're planning to not write home group discussion questions all summer long. So know that also we're asking home group leaders to take a a break over the summer. That doesn't mean disengage. It just means connect in different ways. Um, That way sort of giving you a place to rest, a respite, to travel, to enjoy the beautiful Colorado summers that we have. Um, So you just need to communicate that over the next couple of weeks over and over again. What's going on? how you're going to get a game plan for connecting over the summer. You know, my home group, we've been talking about this for a few weeks already about how we're going to do kids week together in the backyard, 
the other plans we have, we're going to go camping. My home group is, which should be very adventurous Fun. with all the littles around us. And then also, you know, this communicate, you will be back in the fall. It gives people reassurance that their community is not disappearing. I think that's sometimes scary for people. Any recommendations, Perry, from your end? I think all of those are great ideas. If camping's not your thing, there are a lot of smaller scale things you can do too. Um, I know in the past I've been a part of groups, though, that have gone camping, and those that's a wonderful way to just have fun together, which right. is, is really cool. And I think that's a key thing. During the summer especially, have fun together. That's find, a key Find something away. to do. If yeah. you can, it doesn't matter what it is. Just have fun together. And um, I think that will benefit you greatly as you go into the fall. That's great, Perry. Hey, home group leaders, it's been good to chat with you this week. Thanks for tuning in. Also know that we continue to pray for you and your leadership. Continue, finish strong this fall. Don't, ne- I mean, spring. Oh, my goodness. Whatever. Yeah. Don't <laughs> neglect the work that God has called you to do in these few weeks as you about to anticipate a break, but also dig deep, connect the dots, connect people's faith and stories to the greater story of Jesus. And above all, we love you. Thanks for what you do. Talk to you very soon.